I couldn't imagine not being on the move all the time. Like right. I try to sit at like a coffee shop. I can't do that okay. anymore. I used to be able to do that for hours and hours and hours, and right. now I have to be moving. And I think that really comes from the line of work I'm in, where it's like the jobs aren't all day. That was Ryan Ackerberg. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Welcome to episode 16, part two. In part one, Ryan talked about his move to San Francisco and some of the first jobs that he got when he moved here. One of them, at the persistent urging of his good friend, was cleaning windows. In this podcast, Ryan will share the story of how that job turned into his main gig. This episode is going to be a little bit longer than normal. And there's one tiny part where Ryan's audio cuts out just a little bit. Don't be alarmed. It's not your speakers. Here's Ryan. Um, so basically we can just start right out of the gate then, I suppose. Um, so once I felt kind of like I had a footing with this city a little bit, and this is probably... You know, that's the neat part about San Francisco is you can learn it so quickly if you have the opportunity to. And usually if you do as I did, which is come here with no plan at all, <laughs> you do have the time <laughs> you're to open, walk around. You're open to anything. And so I did, I did kind of get a grasp on the city right. a little bit. And um, so I, I had these little piddly jobs that I did out of necessity and fallbacks to sparrows. Yeah. Originally yeah. fallbacks. Exactly. And, and they were like, fallbacks and then, then, then they became the thing because right. I couldn't tolerate sparrow for one more second. Right. And evidently my intuition was correct because again, they, they did shut down. Um, but to touch on again, what happened, I, you know, my buddy tapped me on my shoulder, and he was like, talked about cleaning glass. Well, I have to go back farther okay, than back. just that time because I used to, um, like I said, I can't really sit and just, I can't sit anymore at cafes or anywhere for that long because my work takes me all around the city all day long. So I'm, I'm doing like estimates or I'm getting guys to jobs and we do like four or five jobs a day now. And this is in my window cleaning company that I, I, I have. Um, and so it, it just is like a whirlwind all the time. And so I don't, I can't, I, I get too fidgety ears. Is stuff. this okay? Sitting in a bar? Bars recording? are great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alcohol really helps with that. It slows you down. And <clears> yeah. See in coffee, is such a bad idea, right. but it's a great business idea because it gets people the hell out of your space because they're just too Turn jittery. Around. That's why I have a hard time. People that just sit at cafes, I look at them like, <laughs> what the hell are you all about? You know? Anyway, so, um, but back in the day when I was in Boulder and I was bartending, I wasn't doing anything with myself, but being young and making money and drinking, <laughs> I could sit at cafes. I had no responsibility. I had, I didn't, I didn't tap into this whole doing stuff thing yet. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would be sitting at cafes, <laughs> usually drinking coffee. It would be 2 p.m. because that's when I finally woke up from the night before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, have to be, I didn't have to be to work until, you know, 7 
or nine, depending on the shift. And so I would just be sitting there, and, and all of a sudden, my buddy, his name is Lyle. Um, he's the one that tapped me on the shoulder years later in San Francisco. But he would call me or text me and harass me about coming to San Francisco, and he would talk about cleaning windows. And I thought, what an idiot person this is. You know, like, why would I want to do, why would I want to be doing that? <laughs> get dirty and like I'm sitting there thinking like I made $600 bartending to college kids last night right. I work three to four sh- shifts a week and then I do nothing right. the rest of my time why would I why throw that away would I move to a city I know I'm not familiar with and clean glass <laughs> clean windows of all things first of all I hadn't even heard of that being a thing right I just thought that's just was done I didn't even think about doing that. Right. And so that was already in my brain. So when he tapped me on the shoulder that day, which was, it blew my mind because I had tried to get a hold of him, but his answer machine was actually a woman said, thank you for calling. And as soon as I heard that, I just hung up. But what she had said, had I hung on just a second longer, thank you for calling Lyle's phone. This is his girlfriend. Please leave a message. I didn't do that. I just like thought, well, that's not his number anymore. And so um, I was blown away to have him tap me on the shoulder. And it was really welcoming because, again, when you're in a new city, you feel kind of, you know, it's nice to have another person. How soon was that after you moved this here? This was weeks. So that was your first. Not even. It was probably a month. That was your first San Francisco as a tiny, tiny place. Exactly. Where you're like, my friend from Boulder, who's been bugging me to come out here, who I haven't been able to get a hold of, yeah. in a couple of weeks, tapped me on the shoulder. And that really gives you an insight of what kind of person I was at the time. This is Ryan Ackerberg, who just got a phone right. two years before this. This is a Ryan Ackerberg who finally got a bank account. Right. Right. Like, for a long time, I would just deal in, like, Sacagaweas. Oh, I yeah. was into that thing oh, yeah, for a yeah. while. Fuck like, yeah. just a complete idiot. Yeah. Um, so I still love the coin for the record. So great. Yeah. And of course, like every, Gold. it just didn't catch on. The weight's good. But I'm, I'm there. Whenever this country's ready, I'm I can there. easily go back to that. Yeah. I'm there. Anyway. Um, so anyway, that kind of that insight of how, like, I didn't even wait another second to hear that it was his phone. I just hung up and just gave up on him. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. Out of my life. Done. No yeah. more, Lyle. Sorry, Lyle. You're out of my life. Was and it in the back of your head? Maybe he's here. Like, that he's here. Yeah, he's probably somewhere, here somewhere. Maybe it's. it's but I'll never know. There, yeah. I probably live here for the rest of my life, and I'll never see him. Because mm-hmm. at the time, you know, San Francisco seemed so huge, mm-hmm. and then that was it. Was a startling thing to have him tap me on the shoulder and me turn around and go. I mean, I didn't even. I. It was one of those things where it was like out of a TV show. I literally turned back around. And had to assess, what? And then it was him, because I think there's no way. I don't know anyone out here. Right. It was one of those things, too, when you move to a new place. You, you, you're looking. You think you, you start looking for someone you know, but you don't know anyone. Right. So to have someone you actually know tap you on the shoulder, I think that's why I, find I gave in and ended up cleaning windows, because he said, do you need a job? I can probably get you a job cleaning windows. And I thought, that's insane. I, again, I was like. Still, even though you're already here, and yeah. you kind of. I you, thought you, you used there's no or? way in hell I want to do that. So Go you're away. Still like, hey, Lyle, still no on. Yeah. 
but I was kind of the guy where I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool, maybe. But in my head, I'm going, what the hell are you talking well, about? Well, he's nothing if not persistent. Yeah. And he is. And that's, that. you're very, yes, you nailed him. So, so with that being said, I immediately fall out of love with the fine dining industry. <laughs> Abruptly quit that, and then I thought, man, I really do need more money. And I again, I had these little gigs, and so then I started cleaning windows, and it was awful. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was horrible. <laughs> it was, it wasn't hard. Like you're not building a building, you're not lifting concrete all day, you know. But it's hard in the way that you're. Like, everyone looks through glass, right? We just did. Right. We did. We just looked at mm-hmm. through glass. Um, it's, it's another thing to then have to see that glass and see the dirt on it and make it look like there's nothing there. Right. That aspect of it is something now as somebody who owns that business, it blows my mind mm-hmm. every time I train a new person to clean glass. I remember that feeling of you immediately realize how hard it is. And so it was difficult and annoying and you're dealing with water and and you're in someone's home and they don't want you to be there. You're cleaning their shit. Yeah. And they're yeah, literally like dirty glass and 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 you work up high, mm-hmm. super high ladder work and hanging out of windows and stuff. It's just not a comfortable Work environment. Well, and also, yeah, it's things that people don't want to do for themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's why they they hire professionals. It literally is, you're the guy that cleans up the horse manure after the horse in the parade. Mm -hmm. While the homeowner is the person enjoying the parade. That's what you are. And so, it is literally a task that someone does not want to do. Much like taking out trash or any, mm-hmm. any number of things like that. Mm-hmm. The redeeming thing about the business I decided to do. <laughs> Ten years later. Yeah, exactly. The line of work that I'm in now is the fact that it's instant gratification. You're literally taking that piece of glass and making it look like nothing's there, and, it, and it's instant. It also takes you all around a new city. It takes you... You're you're out in the environment, you know. You don't have to be inside. Right. You get to see amazing homes. You get to meet crazy, I mean, crazy interesting people. Yeah. You know, like so that that. You should start a podcast. Start, <laughs> I should. I'll just keep coming Wait, on this podcast. <laughs> you about? Your windows are super freaking clean. You could. Uh, yeah. And by the way, tell me your story. Yeah. And, and you know what's really interesting about that? I think because of glass cleaning and the fact that, like, you know, I get to, I've seen every nook and cranny of the city now. I, I, I kind of like to think that two years after owning my business and three years after ever picking up a squeegee, I probably know the city, I probably knew the city better than most people that grew up here their entire lives. Right. Now, approaching my 11th year doing it, there's no place I, you could ever tell me about that I haven't been. Right. You know, and I, and I mean, there are places in the city that no one goes to. Yeah. Because there's like a side street 
that is literally half a block that doesn't exist anywhere else. You know it. I've been there. Yeah. You know? That's always been... At uh, least to turn the van around. <laughs> you know? Like, I've been Totally. There. Yeah. That's been one of my things is, like, uh, I've lived here for coming up on 18 years, and there's still parts, significant swaths of the city where I'm, like, I like when they I'm there, swath. I'm, like, I had yeah. no, no fucking idea. Yeah. Like, Monterey Street. Yeah. I have some friends who live out there, and a few years ago, the first time I went to their house, I was like, never that's knew this main, existed. That's a main artery for me to get through the city. Yeah. Like, Monterey, it's a great for artery. me, I, I cruise Monterey every week, yeah. right? And, and it's because it helps me get to the outer mission quick without having to go on the interstate, possibly. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I agree, that, but, but why would you ever go out there? Right. You wouldn't right. if you don't know somebody or have work or you were priced out and had a movie. No, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's a gorgeous area. It is. It's and beautiful. you can't afford that. No one can afford that area anymore anyway. But it's through my work. I've gotten to see it. Yeah. And all those weird neighborhoods out there and, and, and they're wonderful. And, and the people that live out there are super cool. And though that's San Francisco, I mean, those people Thank have you. been here for generations. Yep. You know, yep. and and you know, to to sit there with those folks and and get to chat with them is just, it's amazing. And that's and and now the perk of my business is I don't always have to be cleaning the glass. I get to actually sit and know these homeowners mm-hmm. and the people. And again, that's a big reason why I'm glad that we we learned how to clean glass from a guy who did residential. Right. It was a great thing to understand that knowing a client is so beneficial you know um, not only do you then more than likely if you're not if you're worth a damn you'll be their window because who you don't know where to get a window cleaner you'll be their window cleaner forever you know Um, and then you also get to know that person Mm -hmm. and they're just amazing people you know um and, you know, I had a friend, actually, I went to dinner with her last night. She's from New York, and she leads this crazy, amazing lifestyle. And, you know, her life's taken her to Singapore, to Australia. She's lived all over the world. You know, she was out here in San Francisco is how I met her. She was opening a company out here um, for some of her friends. And um, I got to know her, and she kind of laughed. She's like, just wanted to know, what's the most famous person you've ever cleaned windows for? And the first thing I said, and I don't know why I said this, but one of our clients is the neighbor of Danielle Steele. <laughs> so, without batting, by, batting an eyelash, I said the neighbor of Danielle Steele is the most famous person we right. clean windows for. Yeah. So, but but now you know we've done like the Dolby families. Mm-hmm. Home. We've done the the director of the symphony. Mm-hmm. The you know the director Myself. of music. Michael Michael Tilson Tilson Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, not for long, right? No, he's gonna he's, he's gonna hang him up, or he's just retiring. I think so. That's I guess a form of leaving, but yeah, but, but yeah, but you're talking about these astonishing people who mm-hmm. do astonishing things, and I could never imagine being in their home, right? And here I am, yeah, in his home, yeah, you know, or in their neighbor's, or their neighbor's home. Exactly. Did she have dirt on Daniel Steele? No, she doesn't. She, why would I say she? Why did I go to she? You did. Is it a it, woman? It is a woman. Okay. That's bizarre. But yeah. See, you're intuitive. You know about Lyle's 
tendencies of being I did very stick to it type of person. So you knew yeah. you knew it was a woman, but she didn't have dirt on. <laughs> no, she, she thought very highly boring. of Daniel Seal. Yeah, it was boring. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't do her anymore because of yeah. it. We're like, hey, listen, <laughs> yeah. get another window cleaner. Lady. Just this one. Yeah, get real. And then um, we're out. But Daniel Steele lives in a home that you would think Daniel Steele lives in. Is she in um? It's an entire studio block. Heights. It is. It's yeah. an entire by block. Find Diane Feinstein, right? Yes, she's over there too. It's by that park. It's mm-hmm. it's. A, well, that's just my. It's that's an uncomfortably my, large home. Yeah. You right. Know? You're like, how can you? Fill she has this? a tragic story, doesn't she, Danielle Steele? I think. Remind so. me. I believe her son, unfortunately, took his own life. Okay. Not to go down that road, but. Okay. No, that's right. He was a punk rocker. He had, was a. I think how he was. How do I not a, know this? Yeah, he. Was, I think he was in a, a fairly. In a band. Influential punk rock band. Okay. Way back. I'll have to look this up. Yeah, look it up. I could be just talking out of my S- A, but. I like it. It's Whether real. it's true or not. Yeah, let's just say it's Truth? Real. Yeah. What's truth? Um, you know, and then, and then you'll have, like, we, we clean the windows for one of the guys from Two Gallants, his mother. Okay. And we're, like, in the house, and we're cleaning the windows, and all Those of a pictures. sudden I'm like, what? This seems weird. It's, like, this, it, it's obviously her son's bedroom. Right. And there's all these, like, gig posters. Right. And I'm, like, looking kind of just like, what the hell? These are all two gallants. This person really likes two gallants. <laughs> and then I started seeing, like, no, this is somebody from two gallants. And then it was. Someone's mom. The mom of the singer it's for crazy. two gallants. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. And that's what this city offers. It's just like you mm-hmm. get to do all of these, get to be in all of these interesting homes and meet these interesting people. And what was the. So lead? that's what ca- caught me. And kept me what, doing it. What was the leap from cleaning windows to... Owning it? Yeah. Uh, just out of necessity. Uh, again, the reason I started cleaning windows is because I had to mm-hmm. for money to stay in the city. I started owning the businesses because the guy that owned the window cleaning company we worked for decided he wanted to move away and get out of it. And... We were like, he offered us to run it and stuff, but we were just like, you know what? No. So we just decided to jump ship and do our own thing. Um, Were there competitors you considered trying to work for? It's funny. We hadn't even even considered working for someone else. It was because, again, Lyle started picking my brain. Do you want to... Let's do this, dude. Let's move back to... Like, within, like, the first month of me working for this company, I had never touched his squeegee thought about doing this he's like dude let's move back to boulder and do this for ourselves and i was like you're freaking insane i just moved out here with my girlfriend i can finally eat again easy easy lyle easy dude i'm not moving back to boulder (laughs) dude let's do it let's go back to boulder and start a window cleaning company let's do it in addition to being persistent is he also spontaneous yeah a, a little, little bit, yeah. yeah. A little given to Just win. Just a tiny little bit. <laughs> yeah. And so it was funny. I was like, um, you know, please take it easy. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to clean windows, let alone own a window cleaning company, let alone go back to Boulder and own a window cleaning company. Right. So I pushed that out of my brain. But we were doing a home in pack heights for the Dolby family. Okay. I mentioned them prior. Mm-hmm. Prior to the old man 
passing away. Okay. We were there, and it was just, just, uh, it just like a cruddy home. You yeah. know, it's just a massive home, but it was cool. It was like they just lived there. You know, there's crap everywhere, and then all of a sudden you'll see a Grammy. <laughs> just like, oh, right. <laughs> I'm in the Dolby family's home. And so we're sitting there cleaning glass, and it kind of just, it dawned on me. It was like, man, this place has a lot of glass, and I bet the owner of the company I'm working for is making a lot of money off this and I'm not making a lot of money and I want to make a lot of money. And so that kind of sparked this thing. And then fast forward, um, I started doing that around, I moved to San Francisco in August. So I probably started doing that October ish. Oh, wow. So it was quick. I started because I needed, yeah, because I and I, the and Sparrow was in between that. Yeah. Oh wow, things moved really so fast. Things did okay. move fast. I didn't do anything for about a month, and then that next month I was like, ah, I need stuff. You did everything. And I did everything, mm-hmm. and so we were we were doing this. And again, Lyle makes too. So he was like, let's start our own company. Like a month after I started working there, I was like, that's insane. So around October, I it, it, it did spark in my brain, like maybe. Maybe. Um, and then around Christmas, I couldn't afford to go home to Iowa. <laughs> and so we were, we were cleaning windows out here, and we were in Presidio Heights at this gorgeous home overlooking the Presidio. I'm up in this kid's room. He's coming back from college. And I'm just like, his bedroom overlooked the Presidio. And I was thinking to myself, you can't clean windows for a company and be a busser if you want to have a home that overlooks the Presidio. Turns out you can't own a window cleaning company and have a home that overlooks Presidio either. But, but, but at you're the time, working your way up. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, maybe doing this for us wouldn't be a bad idea. And then within another few months, he told us he wanted to stop doing He's this. Out. And then we started a company... And we were at a bar that my girlfriend worked at, and we were. This is no joke. Which can we say which one? No, okay. it's a defunct right. bar now. Oh, and the owner of that bar decided to sit next to us while Lyle and I were kind of talking about starting our own company. Mm-hmm. Within one month of that conversation, that guy had not only overheard what we were saying, offered. To give us seed money, but we had our own company within a month. That's so fast. we're talking April 1st of 2007. I moved here August 2006. Wow. April 1st, 2007, I had my own company. No joke. No joke. Get it? It was April Fool's Day. And I got to be honest with you, we reflect on that every year yeah. that this company has been going on because it's so hard yeah. to own a company, let alone... A company that's not using a keyboard, an app, <laughs> or you know what I mean. Like we're really we use ladders and water, it's physical and, labor, and we work up high, and it is sure. hard, and it's 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 been a really tough go. But mm-hmm. um, I'm almost 11 years in now, and seven years without my business partner Lyle because he went on to do something else, as you can imagine him doing. And I've stuck to it. So it's you. So are you? You're I'm the. Solar you're the I'm there it. you go. I yeah. am intelligent window cleaning. Okay. Awesome. I'm it. And so that's how that all started. 
Story San Francisco is on Twitter and Instagram at StoriedSF. Our Facebook page is Storied San Francisco. You can find all the episodes on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. On iTunes, you can rate and review podcasts. So if you do that for us, we'd appreciate it. The website is storiedsf.com. And I put up some photos of Ryan and his window cleaning crew there for your amusement. Our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Joe Bigale. Thanks for listening. Check back next week when we'll hear stories from Amanda Guest of BFF.FM.